the Ultra Working Podcast. Sebastian Marshall here. Chris Natter, about to give a funny quasi rant. I'm going to turn it over to Chris. You know, we hang out and we prep before shows. If we're doing a research paper, we double check all the stuff and look at all the tables and make sure we understand all the stuff and whatever. Uh, you know, if it's a more general show, likewise, we're like, hey, who's covering what point? And you know, a lot of times there's like eight branches of takeaways. You could talk about this or that. Like, where are we going with this? A little bit. We're not like scripted, but a little bit. We also hang out after shows and like just like chit chat. And Chris had this not rant, but he had this a moment. And I'm like, all right, all right, all right. Still got the mics hot. Let's 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 hit the record button again. Uh, Chris, <laughs> all you man. All right. Um, yeah, we talked about environment, or so you know, there is a you know famous at this point very popular. Um, podcast host and, and, and writer, Jaco, um, Navy SEAL, former Navy SEAL commander. And um, he's known for being hardcore. Okay? He's known for being like a tough guy. And he gets uh, people asking him very specific questions. Like uh, he's known for, you know, getting after it and waking up early and doing a lot of hard work. And, and people ask very specific questions like, hey, how can I, you know, how can I work harder, for example? And his answer would just be, just work harder. Or how can I wake up early? Well, just wake up early. <laughs> how can I, um, you know, have discipline? Have discipline. And, well, I can kind of resonate with that. And it, I mean, ultimately, it's correct somehow. It's the most straightforward line, you know, between two points. Um, but it, in many cases, just isn't very helpful. Um, if someone hasn't been able to be disciplined, just telling them to be more disciplined is probably not going to help them to be more disciplined. And um, yeah. Wait, Chris. But Chris, you know what they need? To be disciplined. Yeah. <laughs> and so, um, and then, you know, we were trying to square this away because I can see uh, I can see a point for, for both sides. Like uh, some folk they put too much attention to everything around them and, and, and how it's not perfectly aligned yet and how they need this and this and that to happen before they can perform or before can they can you know do a good job, get their work done, finish what they want to finish. Um, and yeah, maybe the, the, the truth is somewhere in the middle ground. And I wanted to ask you where you fall on this and, and how do you... Well, let's, let's analyze. Let's analyze first before 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 we do that. I mean... Yeah, that's super interesting. Jocko, how do I wake up early? Wake up early. Right? You wake up early. Next question. Right? Like it's um I'm reminded of this. There's this incredible, I want to say it's from like the 1980s, and somebody took the VHS tape and put it on YouTube. It's like way old. It's like very like a long time ago. I'm from a guy named Art Williams. Have you seen this? The Just Do It talk from Art Williams? I don't think I have. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta get this for you at some point. Um, so he's from, I want to say Alabama. So he's got a very southern accent, and you know, with the the internet and, and and mass culture, even the accents in the United States have flattened quite a bit. You know what I mean? So it was, it's less less regional accents than there were thirty years ago, fifty years ago, and so on and so forth, right? But he's a very like still a ways ago, late eighties, whatever, very Alabama accent. 
And um, he built a company, A.L. Williams and Associates, that later became Primerica. Um, he became a billionaire. Um, his big thing was, uh, at the time, there's it's kind of a funny thing if you're not America. It's even if you are America, it's kind of funny. There was something called whole life insurance in the United States, which was a combination of life insurance. But it was also kind of like a, a savings plan rolled into one. And there's like term life insurance, whole life insurance, you'd have your whole life. So it's like a combination of like a retirement account and life insurance, right? And then there's something called term life insurance that just ensures you of like, if you get killed in the next five years or 10 years or however long your policy is, then there's a payment to the survivors of yourself, your, your spouse, your children, whatever, um, just for that term. And if it doesn't, you don't have any money left over at the end of it, you don't have a savings account, right? Well, Williams noticed that you'd actually be better off buying term life insurance and investing because they were cheaper policies and investing the money into a just a savings account or a mutual fund account, right? The the way the whole life insurance worked, it was like a bundled financial product and it was like not a good bundle. Buy your insurance only, make your savings and investments only, do them separately. So he made the slogan, buy term and invest the difference, right? Because insurance salesman was a highly profitable profession. They were getting all these commissions and stuff like that. Hey, just skip all that. It's kind of like a little bit of a forerunner to like index funds. Hey, skip all the crap or someone's managing it for you. Just just get the bare bones financial product. Get the bare bones life insurance if that's a risk. If you're doing a risky profession, you need to make sure your family's okay if you pass away and handle your savings account separately. Buy term, invest the difference. Built a huge company on this. Kind of an interesting story. He had this amazing talk, the just do it talk. Not sure if this is before or after Nike, but... The talk kind of starts out boring. So I let people watch it. It's like seven minutes and he's like, you know, he's talking about, you know, you know the kind of things you like. You got to be a good person and work hard and you got to do all this stuff. And it seems kind of 1980s motivational speaker sort of vibe, right? Yeah. Sometimes I put this on. I make people watch this. I mean, I make, can't make anybody do anything, but you know, I'm like, we're going to watch this. And people are watching it. This guy's a very Alabama accent. It's like, I've been all over this country and I found the people that are successful are good people that work hard, good family people. I love people from the South. I'm not putting anyone down. That's the accent, right? You know, it's the accent. It's the Southern accent, right? I spent some time in the South. I like the South, right? Um, and it's it's kind of boring. It's like boring motivational speaker stuff, especially in like the 2020s, right? So we put it on. People are like, why are we watching this? And then he gets into this amazing thing. And I get people coming up to me saying, Art, I'm not doing so good at my job. How do I do good at my job? He's like, you just do it. Art, I don't know how to sell. How do I sell? You just do it. Art, I'm not saving enough money. How do I save money? You just do it. <laughs> Art, <laughs> you know, Art, uh, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not able to sell my house to move. How do I sell it? You just do it. But how's it on selling? Do it anyway. <laughs> like, right. <laughs> and, and, and it's like, Four minutes in a row of people raising problem after problem after problem. And it's just like, you just do it. And occasionally drops a different joke in there, right? At some point, someone's like, but I was Mr. Everything at my other company. You don't mean I got to start from the bottom and work my way up. It's like, oh, you really got to do it. <laughs> you know what I mean? So he has these things. So it's just like minutes in a row of you just do it. And I, I'm not doing it justice. You have to watch it. And, and 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 it's a wonderful experience to put it on and make people watch, not just the just do it part of it, but like the whole the five seven minutes before it which are kind of like oh, why am i watching this it's like listening to this 80s motivational speaker guy about how i gotta be like a good person and work hard and stuff and like okay like whatever yeah of course but like uh, you know and then the just do it it's like it's really funny because he like lists all these things 
I can't save money. How do you do it? You just do it. Like, I don't know how to wake up early. You just do it. It kind of reminds me of the Jocko a little bit, right? And right. that's really interesting, right? And like, it works. I Honestly, I'm not a very motivatable person. I'm not really into being motivated. I believe in just like doing a good job. Like, um, and motivation is like real, but I don't really like to rely on it. I don't really need to get hyped. You know, some people are like, oh, I'm going to get motivated. I'm like, I'm just going to like figure out what I want to do here and then like do it. Um, I don't really need to be hyped. I don't want to be in a condition where like I need to be hyped to do something. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? I want to just like be able to like execute a baseline. You know what I mean? All the time. And like, I don't even want a bonus from being hyped. Do you know what I mean? Like, okay, like be cheerful and cool and celebratory more for your colleagues than for yourself right but a little bit for yourself right um but honestly man like that that shit fires me up i i I don't know i don't i don't even like that it fires me up i just like it so much it's just like all of the nonsense is nonsense you just do it and i mean you don't just do it it's like probably hard if you're in like a down market and like houses aren't selling people aren't moving in your neighborhood it's probably hard to sell your house in that market right you don't just do it right but if you really, 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 really want to sell a house, like you can sell a house, <laughs> you know what I mean? Right? Like you can sell your house if you like really, 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 really want to, you know what I mean? Might be really difficult, but like you can. And like, oh, I can't save money. It's like you can. Right? And like, this is almost always true. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I'm not, you know, I. I feel like in the in the current day and age, you also got a caveat. Like, hey, sometimes people have extremely tragic situations happen, and they're in a situation where they can't be naturally and granted. Yeah. You know what I mean, right? I had my appendix out once. I had my appendix out once. I had appendicitis. It was actually on Halloween. Um, it was actually on Halloween, right? Of all things, something like a hospital on Halloween. My appendix out. I couldn't have done anything the next day. I was all like freaking coming out of surgery haze. You know what I mean? Like, okay, like I couldn't have just done it, you know? In fact, I tried to work out too soon after that. Doctor told me not to. I felt pretty good after a week. I started like doing some push-ups and stuff. Ah, like, right. Like that was stupid. Get to listen to your doctor a little bit. Right. You know? So like, I get it. Like sometimes you can't just do it, but I feel like in a lot of cases, someone's just like, I don't know. Like, I suppose Jocko is probably reading the situation and seeing whether the person needs technical advice or not. Right. Because if somebody said like, Hey, I worked the night shift at such and such as a security guard. Then I have another job in the daytime. And I only have like these hours between this and these hours between that. I'm getting a little bit tired and run down. And it worries me. Right. And so I'm only able to sleep four hours between my night shift job, and my other job. And in theory, I could sleep four hours after that. And I tried to, but I'm usually too wired up and I can't sleep. You had some crazy combat shifts. How did you deal with that? What do you think? I don't think he'd say you just do it there. I don't think he'd say, well, you just sleep. You just nap. I think he'd be like, oh, well. I mean, he might say, talk to your doctor. He might say, be careful. I don't know what he would say to that situation. But I don't think to somebody that's already like getting after it that he would be like, you just get after it. Do you know what I mean? Like that person is getting after it. And I think he'd probably give them technical advice there. But probably what he's thinking is that if the person's not getting after it and making attempts at all, then I, I imagine that he thinks that that would be more useful. I don't know his psychology. I don't, don't know him. Yeah. Um, I've seen some of his stuff. He seems like a very uh, intelligent, very, very smart, very thoughtful guy. Um, but uh, I would speculate that, that he thinks that uh, 
technical advice in that instance is not what the person needs. The person needs to like uncomplicate the problem and very much like dedicate themselves to like, do I actually want this and get after it? And then when they're doing that, if they then have obstacles and setbacks, then they can get advice from somebody Mm. in how to deal with that. Yeah. You know? No, that's actually, I think you might've analyzed that situation very well. I didn't think about that. Uh, It makes sense. Um, that in many cases, if the also the desire or the decision has been made by someone, I am going to do X, then they can figure out all of the details by themselves. Like they will be sufficiently, um, yeah, looking for for different improvements and how to once they take ownership of the situation, how to actually make that happen. And um, not not give up until it happens the way they they laid it out to be. Even though that, for example, like um, you know, we had a show and we talked about this concept a couple times. Um, the the win rate, a counter rate, uh, and uh, that is very. I mean, that is very practical in the sense that you um, analyze your your sort of your direct immediate environment and optimize and. Um, are you relying on you know, on your just like pure um, capacity to in the moment control your attention and stick to the thing in in front of you, or do you you know um, make sure that uh, there aren't actually too many opportunities for you to get off track in the first place? And these would be kind of you know different approaches, and 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 the, the hardcore approach would be no. You just like it doesn't matter what happens around you. It doesn't matter what crazy, uh, how crazy your day looks like on a, on a on a daily basis. You just do what you need to do. And the second approach would be, hey, but how can you maybe design your your, your day in a way that doesn't even allow for for too much crazy or in, or chaos to even um, influence how you do your work and what you can focus on. And and I think uh, yeah, th- these are two different ways to look at it that both of them kind of make sense to me at the same time. Like ultimately you just need to get after it and you just need to cut through and it doesn't matter what comes up. But at the same time, we can also be intelligent in the way that we design our surroundings and, and, and what happens and what we let come even close to us to make our lives easier. You know what I think is the most interesting thing to think about? You know, sometimes when you have a, a tension between two ideas that both seem correct, but like, look, just freaking get after it, like, seems correct a lot of the time. And let's design things to make things as straightforward, streamlined, and easy as possible, right? Like, seems reasonable. But then the counter of, like, who cares if it's easy do you know what I mean? You don't need a, a a beautiful art studio with natural light overlooking the, you know, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, like uh, wrote the Sherlock Holmes books. I believe he was a medical doctor and wrote them between seeing patients. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And that's why Dr. Watson's medical knowledge was good, if I remember correctly. And And there's like all kinds of stories like that. So like, that's not an optimal writer's environment. You know what I mean? Right. And it's also like, 
London in the 1800s and like it's like probably smells horrible and there's smoke and all kinds of crap you know what I mean like right it's like every the whole world's nicer and they didn't have a computer <laughs> you know what I mean because it's before computers right so like f- freaking just right you want to be right or just right oh but like my computer died like pull out paper like oh I don't have any paper go buy some uh, the store is closed like right on the freaking toilet paper an old pizza box in like small letters you know what I mean? Like, just figure if, like, if you want to write, you're not going to let yours. If it's a sufficiently good piece and you have like cheap wallpaper right on the freaking wall, <laughs> do you know what I mean? And paint it later if it's a really good story idea. Do you know what I mean? Like, if you really want to write, you can find a way, even if the power's out, you know, light a candle, like you'll figure it out, right? Type it on your phone. It's probably better. Don't nobody write on their wallpaper. It's, don't, don't, you didn't. <laughs> no, don't do that. But like, you know what I mean? But the flip side of that is like, actually that's dumb like why don't we set things up to have some redundancy why don't we have some power packs maybe the next time we buy a computer instead of throwing away the old computer we just do a clean install of it and then set up stuff and then don't use it but like put it away so you have a backup computer in case anything goes wrong computers these days often don't resell for very much you know what i mean like have some spare notebooks have a lot of spare pens you know like design the environment and then like get a nice chair and get a nice desk and all this sort of stuff and this sort of sort of stuff can help you as a writer what i like to do when you have these two principles intention just do it a poor craftsman blames his tools. Don't make it complicated. Just do it. Versus you could design and like make it easier and make it more straightforward. Right. As I look for like a case that's extremely illustrative where one approach or the other can win out. And I think the case that challenges the just do it as a universal advice case is injury prevention. Cause I've done the just do it thing and gotten injured running through plantar fasciitis it's like well you just do it you just stick with your running you don't give up on running no matter what right like you know i draw a distinction between like being hardcore and being like stupid core you know what i mean like you know um in inside delta force uh i believe it was written by um haney who was a in the first or second cohort of the delta force which is an elite american military unit he said there's like a fine line uh between being a hard ass and a dumbass. Mm. (laughs) do you know what i mean right And so I think injury prevention is like where you go to look, right? And like, I, you know, you were, you, you, when you got into jujitsu, right? When you got into jujitsu, the coach gave this big speech. Hey, everybody, like basically the equivalent of a Jocko, just do it speech. Like you got to come jujitsu every freaking day. You want to do jujitsu, you got to do jujitsu. You're a little bit beaten up, come to jujitsu, right? And you were like, okay, that makes sense. And you started going to jujitsu every single, basically every day, five, six days a week. And you built a freaking mat room in one of the rooms in your house. I was able to visit your mat. I used to actually do yoga in your mat room. I would do video call yoga in your jujitsu fighting room. And and I felt plenty tough. I didn't feel like a sad guy that I'm in the combat room doing yoga. Yoga is also no joke, right? We've talked about yoga the show before. Uh, Eventually the coach was like, Hey, I know I said to come every day. I didn't like, I just like th- th- these other guys are like lazy. <laughs> like I didn't really mean it. Like you're coming too much, <laughs> like take a couple days off. Right. But you still went, kept coming a lot. And then just, you randomly blew out your knee at one point. And, um, certainly the overuse, uh, almost, I mean, it was a freak accident. I suppose it could have happened with less training, but it would seem very plausible to me that you were in a heavy, heavy, heavy fragile state from from such a heavy use of your body and you blew out your knee right so that's like you know you and i can both be very hardcore crossing the boundary to stupid so i mean maybe 
I'm speculating a little bit here. I'm, I'm kind of reasoning out loud. Maybe the person asks himself, hey, am I already being like at least reasonably hardcore? Hmm. Not like crazy hardcore, but am I like doing a darn fine job that other people are giving me compliments for being disciplined and getting after it? Not necessarily fanatic, but like other people are like, whoa, I can't believe you're doing the thing. Wow, you've been running. Your mileage is up a lot. Wow, I can't believe you run every day. Whatever, whatever. Are you hearing that? If you are already, then maybe you get into the technical advice. And the technical advice absolutely should include injury prevention. Absolutely should include defensive measures. It absolutely should include streamlining your environment and things like that. You know, like a super fast runner isn't going to be like, oh, I don't have my super shoes. I can't go for a run today. Like they're going to put on like whatever and not get injured and go for a run to train. Do you know what I mean? But when they go to compete, if it's somebody that like wants to be in the Olympics, they're going to get the super springy, whatever, the Nike super air fly, whatever the technical thing they invented. It's the really fast, faster inducing shoes. Because like at the high levels, you really want the edge. Do you know what I mean? You want the good equipment. So you're, like, you're not going to train because you don't have equipment. If you don't have equipment on the race day, you still just go out and give it everything you can, you know, but yeah, you get the good equipment and then you do injury prevention. So I don't know, maybe that's the the test of it. First and foremost is like, are you already getting after it to the point that other people are starting to think, wow, you're so disciplined. Now, sometimes I get those compliments when I'm doing like the bare minimum in space. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I know people are actually really disciplined and I'm just doing a little bit here, you know? Right. But like, maybe once you're getting those, wow, you're so disciplined compliments, then maybe still might want to Sometimes benefit from ramping up the intensity, sometimes not. I see really intense people, and you and I have been very intense on some things at various times. Sometimes they get stupid, man. I've certainly blown blown out injuries being stupid. I've certainly it's very hard to work too much, by the way. Like it's very hard, but I've actually done it. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? I've like worked way too much at various times. Like, you know, there's the human human body and brain does have limits, right? You know, it's kinda like work twenty hours, sleep four, work twenty hours, sleep four. You can't do that for too long. Or at least I can't. I don't know. Some people have a short sleeper gene, right? You know? Yeah. I don't know. That's 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 my take on the should you streamline the environment around you and make things easy. Maybe, maybe that's actually wrong. Maybe it's wrong to look for the optimizations, the edges, the efficiencies, if you're not already getting after it. Like maybe you're like not on your game. You know, if you're like, hey, I always wake up every day at 6 a.m., right? I have a hard time when I get off of work going to bed early enough to wake up at four. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like that's study design, napping, melatonin, magnesium, track the times of the day you have caffeine, uh, time your workouts, your exercise, adjust the macronutrients of your meals. Do you know what I mean? If you're having a hard time falling asleep, it's like a technical problem. You're already getting up at six, which is like reasonable already. You know what I mean? You want to move back to four. You're having a hard time falling asleep before 10 you go to bed at 10 you get up at six you have a hard time falling asleep at eight to get up at four i don't know that strikes me as like a, pl- a fair place to get technical about it you're waking up at one and you're like what are the tricks to get up earlier and it's like well <laughs> you just do it man that's the trick because <laughs> you just do it man that's the trick i don't know that's that's my read on it that does it seem reasonable is this, this is this the heuristic is this the new ultra working doctrine in this area I, I didn't have one before today it's an interesting problem no, I like it. Um, I think it's a good heuristic, and I can. It, it sounds almost like the concept of premature optimization, when 
when when the hardcore level isn't cranked up high enough, the getting after it level isn't high enough, don't start uh, fine tuning the, the the small stuff. Get your head in the game first, and then um, tweak second. Yeah, I like to I like to get cheap stuff when I get into a new field on purpose, right? If I'm trying, like I like to get cheap equipment, right? Because now I know I'm not dog and pony showing. I should, I'm just getting after it, right? And then it's also like when you get good, then you can actually select the equipment that's good for you if you know a little bit, and it's a reward. And also, like if you're just like getting yeah. into motorcycles, like you want to totally. crash the cheap <laughs> absolutely, <motorcycle. yeah. laughs> like you know, like you don't want to crash the expensive. Motorcycle. No, that's absolutely true. With uh, like especially something that's a little bit challenging, like uh, doing activity, uh, people have haven't built the that, the muscle yet. They're not doing this thing at all, and um, you know, spending a couple hundred dollars on. Some fancy equipment that then sits unused in the corner, where you could have built up the muscle to do this activity with, you know, just a. Just get the cheap roller blades at the yard sale. Just get the cheap yeah. roller blades at the yard sale. Beat them up. And once you. Yeah, then once you're actually blading. Once you're on the on the street, you know, uh, doing doing figure eights every single upgrade. day. Upgrade. Very satisfying to upgrade once you're like, hey, I'm getting after it. Let me upgrade. Yeah, that's a very satisfying reward moment too. I, I think I like your heuristic a lot. Great reasoning through it with you. Yeah, for sure. This is fun. This is a fun one. That was a fun one. I'm glad we flipped the mic back on. Hot mic. Um, yeah, good stuff. Chris, thank you. Everybody, uh, thank you. Hey, if you have any comments, anyone on our little heuristic optimizing after you're already getting after it, I'd be happy to hear your take. Get the listener take. Podcast at ultraworking.com. We always love to hear from you. Thanks for listening. Be well.